It was a really big story, but relatively few people heard about it. I have my own theories as to why, one of which is that it made the Catholic Church look really good. And sadly, there are many in the secular press who don't want to publish a story if it makes the Catholic Church look really good. But if you didn't hear it before, you'll hear it this morning at this Mass. It concerned a professional soccer player for the New England Revolution named Chase Hilgenbrink, who shocked his teammates and the entire world of pro soccer in early July when he suddenly announced his retirement. It was shocking, first of all, because Chase is only 26 years old. He's at the height of his physical abilities. But it was also shocking to many people because of why he's leaving pro soccer. He wants to be, of all things, a Catholic priest. This fall, he will enter Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland to study for six years. That, incidentally, is a seminary where the celebrant of this Mass attended, Father Mike Sisko. Father Greg Stowe also went there. Frank Francis, who's serving today from our parish, will be a student there beginning in the fall. For the next four years, he'll be there studying in preparation for ordination. When Chase is ordained in six years, he'll go back to Illinois, to the Diocese of Peoria, where he no doubt will serve the Lord in a parish setting. Here are a few of the things Chase Hilgenbrink said when he announced his retirement. These are very powerful words, I think. He said, After years of discernment, I feel strongly that the Lord has called me to become a priest in the Catholic Church. Playing professional soccer has been my passion for a long time, and I feel blessed to have successfully lived out this dream. My passion now is to do the will of God, which is wanting only what He wants, for me. Though I will miss the game of soccer, I know that I am moving on to something much greater. I grew up as a Catholic. I was always involved in the church, went to Catholic schools. It was when I got out on my own that my faith really became mine. I really embraced it. I looked to strengthen my personal relationship with Christ. And when my personal life started to flourish, I couldn't turn my back on that relationship. It's not that I'm ready to leave soccer. I still have a great passion for the game. I wouldn't leave the game for just any other job. I'm moving on for the Lord. I want to do the will of the Lord. I want to do what He wants for me not what I want to do for myself. And listen to this powerful line. Delayed obedience is disobedience. We are all called to do something. I feel like my specific call is to the priesthood. So no, it was not possible to continue with soccer. It's absolutely inevitable. 
It was nice to see that one person who reacted very positively to this news was a man named Michael Burns. He's the New England Revolution's vice president of player personnel. He was quoted as saying this, Chase said it was time for him, that he had been thinking long and hard. Purely from the Revs' standpoint, it's too bad. But a lot of players leave the game not on their own terms. He's clearly left on his own terms, which is great for him. We understand Chase's decision to retire from soccer and pursue his mission of helping others. And we support his desire to make this change in his life. We wish Chase the best and thank him for the service and for the leadership he provided in his brief tenure with us. My brothers and sisters, in today's Gospel reading from Matthew chapter 14, Jesus says to his apostles, to these twelve future priests, give them some food yourselves. Now an interesting question is, why did he say that to them? When he knew he would feed the crowd himself in a few minutes by working a tremendous miracle. I think it was in order to prepare them in a remote way for their future ministry. You see, within three years' time, these men would be called upon to help people spiritually, emotionally, and even physically as priests. And this situation gave them an opportunity to think about how they would do that. Gentlemen, these people have a need. What are you going to do about it? Oh, Jesus, we only got a few loaves and fish. But they did have to think. And of course, this event also gave Jesus the opportunity to teach his future priests that God could and that God would work powerfully through them if they simply trusted and prayed and stepped out in faith. Our three readings this morning are not specifically about priestly ministry, that I need to say. But I prepared this homily shortly after reading Chase Hilgenbrink's story online. So the priesthood was definitely on my mind as I reflected on these three passages. I just mentioned the Gospel. In the first reading, the Lord tells us to come to Him in our spiritual thirst. He says, all you who are thirsty, come to the water. Come to me heedfully. Listen that you may have life. The role of a priest is to bring people into a close relationship with Almighty God through word and through sacrament. The God who quenches their spiritual thirst and who gives them what they need, which is not always what they want. And then in our second reading, St. Paul speaks of all the things that we usually think of as separating us from God. He gives a list, anguish, distress, famine, nakedness, peril, the sword. In other words, our sufferings, our trials. We all think that those things somehow put a wedge, a wall between us and God. It's hard to find God when we are suffering. How often have you said, God, why are you allowing me to go through this? Don't you care? 
Don't you love me anymore? I confess I've said that a number of times in my life. In part, the ministry of a priest is to help people understand that God never, ever abandons them, even in their darkest moments, and that the only thing that can possibly separate them from the Lord is their sin, not their suffering, their sin. And the easy cure for that is repentance in the confessional. Chase Hilgenbrink believes all these things. He believes, praise God, the truths contained in these three important, beautiful passages from the Bible. And not only that, he also believes that acting on these truths and spreading them to the world full-time as a Catholic priest is more important than a career in pro sport. Do you believe that? If you do, and you are a single man, you'll at least consider the possibility that God might be calling you also to serve him as a priest. And if you believe that, and you're not eligible to serve yourself in that way, you'll at least pray for vocations every day. And if you're married with a son, you will also encourage that son of yours to be open to a vocation and then support him if God chooses to call him as he has called Chase Hilgenbrink.